0: Hello and welcome to the Over Underachievers, the only podcast in the world that talks about sports and gambling. I'm one of your hosts, Knox McCoy, and joining me as always, presented by Rocket Mortgage, is Jason Waterfalls. I think I've earned
1: this sponsorship because I did just refinance my house. Did you really? Literally using Rocket Mortgage.
0: Hey, rates are all-time low. Have you heard that one yet? Has has anyone ever told you that?
1: Had to get in there.
0: Look, what would it take for, Jason, what would it take for you, the person, the human uh, manifestation of your gentle and glorious soul to be presented by Rocket Mortgage. Like, if, like if, if someone, if I'm like, hey, this is my friend Jason Waterfalls, and you would have to say, yeah, Jason Waterfalls presented by Rocket Mortgage. Like that's the deal, okay? They're, I'm not talking about a tattoo. I'm not gonna, talking about signage. It's just always the verbal thing. Like yep. 500 bucks a month for the rest of your life.
1: Jason, Rocket Mortgage, Waterfalls. Nice to meet you
0: or Jason Waterfalls presented by Rocket Mortgage. That's what I would prefer.
1: That's what I don't prefer, and that's why this Michigan State thing is very weird. It's like MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. The MSU is the problem. That's the issue here.
0: I don't know, I guess if I thought, like if a if a college is gonna do this, I had um, Kentucky and Coach Cal, uh, minus a million, you know, to be the one to do that,
1: but Izzo, I don't know, man, it's, it's tough. Here's my thing. We are this close to name, image, and likeness for college athletes. And then they're like, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and do this.
0: Yeah, we're just going to cuck you on that, and it's fine. And we're going to call ourselves the MSU Spartans. It's ridiculous. What a world we live in. Um, As always, The Over Under Achievers is a proud member. ...of the Popcast Media Group, and it is a show intending to consider news from the sports world through the prism of overs and unders. And then, at the end of every episode, we'll discuss a real bet we're making this weekend with our own cash money... ...as well as the Andre three-stack special, our silent partner, who is much more trustworthy and skilled at wagering than we are. And, uh, let's just say maybe he won't be a silent partner at the end of this episode. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows who could join us uh, in this episode? Who's to say? Who's to say? All of our wagers, both fictitious and real, will be tracked on a spreadsheet that you can access if you go to over, Under underachievers.substack... Dot .com again we are not experts we do this for entertainment we do this for camaraderie and we will always tell people to gamble responsibly Jason what's good man how are we doing I'm
1: doing well doing really well uh not so much on the gambling doing well but just in life doing well
0: Yeah the conference championships as a you know it's been a, it's been a robust week at the podcast media group so I've been uh busy I've been distracted with work um but I have been able to notice it doesn't feel like the college basketball get, uh, bets are going well. Is that fair to say?
1: Uh, Andre had a great night last night and was on pace to have another great night tonight. As for myself, I think it's one of those situations where winning 0.64 units, aka $6.40 in a night, is just like the absolute pinnacle of betting for me right now.
0: That's a win. You know, We have to take our silver linings where we get them. And sometimes $6 a night, that's better. You know what that's better than? Losing $6 a night. Am I wrong? Can I get an amen?
1: It's like placing 20 bets and coming out with $6. Is, I hear profit.
0: Uh... I hear profitable. I hear profitable. <laughs> that's what I You know what? You know who's not profitable? Amazon's not profitable. I don't know if you read the the, the newspapers, but everybody's not profitable. Are Amazon's they still not
1: profitable? Not profitable?
0: I, I don't know honestly I don't I, here's a secret. I don't understand numbers like I don't I just don't this is this is such hard work for me. it really is. Speaking of hard work, we have an announcement. We have a, the uh, the over under achievers. We are we're growing. we're blossoming both in our reach and our listeners, but also people involved in our uh, uh, arrangement and people are uh, people involved with our operation. Um, Jason, as as you know this week we uh, welcomed a new intern into our midst uh an intern we will affectionately call scotty bobos um we all have human experience with scotty bobos um we respect him as a numbers person and as a sports fan so we're we're very eager to uh, uh initiate him into the ways of the over under achievers. what
1: is this for you respect him as a numbers person
0: you know what okay that's a great question jason i'm glad you asked that uh, i respect him with my money because uh when i was in college i watched him wait for three hours uh by a minor league baseball team bus just so he could speak to Mark Pryor. And by speak to Mark Pryor I mean say, Hi, my name's Scott. <laughs> and Mark Pryor go, cool, and get on the bus. <laughs> so that's the kind of dedication I'm looking for. And I think we're all looking for it. I think we could all learn from a little bit. Uh like we talked about, his strengths are I, I think he's a, he's a numbers guy. He helps fill out our areas of expertise, he's big into Middle Eastern soccer and uh, women's basketball. He's really good at that. So I think that's a that's a place we can win some money. So I'm excited to have him. Okay, let's get to the uh, over-unders of this episode. And again, we'll have a very special guest here at the end of the episode to join us for the uh, the outro and the superlatives uh, that, in, that round out these episodes. Um, the first over-under we're going to talk about is, uh, Jason, I don't know if you saw this, but Dak Prescott, he's a very wealthy man because uh, he just signed a four-year contract for $160 million. Uh, his signing bonus, $66 million. Uh, he guaranteed at signing is $95 million, and the total guarantee on the life of the contract is $126 million. So my man Dak got paid. Great for him. Um, the question I want to ask you, though, is he signed this contract. He's obviously been respected by Jerry Jones. Um, in terms of playoff wins over the life of this contract. Um I set the over-under at two and a half. Do you think the Cowboys are going to win over that or under that?
1: Okay, so the only clarifying question I have on that is it, it really is a three year contract.
0: Sure. I'm gonna call it four. Let's let's Plus assume one. it's four.
1: Okay. Yeah. If we're going with four, I'm going over on two point five. Really? I I think that paying Zeke and then paying Dak, they were they were trying to be really good. I mean they were really playing to their competition, yeah. but when Dak was in there, you know, it was pretty electric. It really was. It was very fun to watch. They're, you know, they were scoring at will.
0: You're talking about the season before his uh, his leg exploded?
1: Yeah, and while the season that his leg exploded. So I'm going to go with over. I just don't believe that the Cowboys and the talent that they have on offense is going to not win three playoff games in the next four years. I think they are.
0: It's a great point, and I kind of arrived at the same conclusion. And then I remembered something, Jason. You know what I remembered? What is it, Jerry Jones? I, I remember Jerry Jones, who spent the pandemic on his yacht. Not a criticism, by the way. Uh, electric. I'm so proud of him. That's incredible. They spend it. That's a great way to do it. Uh, I, but I am thinking of him as the guy who, during the Johnny Manziel draft. His son had to put him in a room with a disconnected phone so they wouldn't accidentally <laughs> draft Johnny Manziel. I love that. Again, not a criticism. But my criticism is uh, Mike McCarthy. Do you remember Mike McCarthy's head coach of these here Dallas Cowboys?
1: I do. I thought that's where you, you were going, Mike McCarthy and his mask, and it just kind of doesn't start or end. It just it envelops his entire being.
0: Like it's like a gimp suit, but for his mask. And, and again, not a criticism. Glad but my, my issue is, like, do you? Uh, I looked up how many total playoff wins do the Cowboys have since they're not counting their Super Bowl run in 1995. Post that, how many total playoff wins do you think they have? Two. They have uh, four. They have four total playoff Ooh. wins. And that was in 1995. So from 1996 to the year 2020 of our Lord, they have four total playoff wins. I just don't, I don't know. I don't think they're going to get it. You know what I mean? I don't think they're going to get three. They cannot
1: not win three playoff games. You, four, I mean, because like they years. were two and
0: three when Dak's leg exploded. Um, right. I, who knows what would have happened? Um, I, I I think I'd say, I, I guess fundamentally what this comes down to is what do you think of the Cowboys organization? What do you think of Dak Prescott as a quarterback? Would you put him in the uh, upper echelon of quarterbacks no. in the National League? No, no, third tier, third tier. Okay, top of the third tier. Because so, if I gave you over under on uh, the NFL.com, they did a quarterback ranking. Like they ranked everybody, every quarterback in the league, one to fifty nine. Uh, backups, I guess, as well. Um, so, if I, some backups, to be clear, <laughs> very many backups. Uh, if I put the over under at twelve, no, and I'm just half,
1: saying it'd be if it was. If it was the starters and the backups, it'd be sixty-four. So if they stopped at fifty-nine, they were like, We're not counting we're not counting uh five of these guys.
0: Which just count all the backups. Like, why would you make yeah. it complicated? <laughs> NFL, this is not difficult. Um uh, so over under quarterback rating, uh Dak Prescott uh twelve and a half. You taking the over or the under on that. Under. Meaning he's not in the top twelve. He's not in the top twelve. Okay, that's correct. He was at number fifteen. Which I think feels right. He feels kind of I think our heads tell us he's better than he actually is, and that's not a slight. I just – when I think about Dak Prescott, I think, you know, I think he's a sturdier uh, Matt Ryan, you know? Not a lot of personality. Uh, big stats. I don't trust him to take over a game. I think he'll probably have that one big year, but I don't, like – you know, when he uh, when he took over Tony Romo that season, they were 13-3. and three. Every other season since, his uh, total record is 29-24, you know? So it's not overwhelming. He's kind of middle of the road. So I just yep. – it's like – Man, I don't know, and I think so. I think if we're take if you're talking about taking the over, uh, you're th- you're talking about taking multiple playoff wins. I think really, that's probably an indictment of the NFC East more so than it's an encouragement of the Cowboys.
1: That's exactly where I was going because if you look back at last season and they take the Washington spot, you know Dak doesn't get hurt. They take the Washington spot, which I think that that's what would have happened. Dallas yeah. would have won the division and now they're hosting Tampa Bay. Are they beating Tampa Bay? No, they're no. not. But if one more year, and then they don't get matched up with the eventual Super Bowl winner, um, and this is oh man, okay. I, I think it's still three.
0: I, what I'm seeing in your eyes, note for the audio listeners, what I'm seeing on your beautiful eyes on this Skype call you. is you're realizing Mike McCarthy looks like an authority figure from Beavis and Butthead, and you're like, how can they overcome Mike McCarthy? Because if it was me, I'd have fired him last year. I'd have fired him and I've just been like, this This is bad. It's just, it, The Cowboys, it, really, I like when the Cowboys are good. I enjoy seeing a good Cowboys team. I don't like seeing a dysfunctional Cowboys team. So I want – it's not that I'm not rooting for Dak Prescott. Honestly, I like Dak Prescott because my man gets in, like, fist fights in parking lots in Panama City Beach. I like that. <laughs> honestly, I do. I like my quarterbacks to kind of mix it up and scrap it around. I just – I don't know, man. I feel like I've seen this before. And it's gonna they're always gonna be like seven nine eight and eight nine and seven they're not gonna be better not gonna be worse but they're just gonna be right there and i think for you know 126 million dollars guaranteed i don't know i'd want a little bit more return on my investment um okay let's do next over under so i'm gonna take i'm gonna take the under on that you're gonna take the over okay okay that feels good uh next over under uh like we mentioned it's tourney time you know we're about to get to the big dance We're about right? to get the brackets season the brackets um what this over under concerns is I want to talk to you about, you know, I I guess unbeknownst to me, I'm just, I'm not a big NCAA basketball guy. So I kind of come into it late. Unbeknownst to me, the Big Ten's having a big year uh, in college basketball. So what I want to talk about was I wanted to get your sense of Big Ten teams in the top eight tournament seeds. And when I say top eight tournament seeds, I mean like all the one seeds and all the two seeds. Okay, So of all the one seeds and all the two seeds in the bracket, Do you think there will be uh, over three-and-a-half or under three-and-a-half teams?
1: I'm going to take the over on this as well. Right now, your boy Joe Lenardi has got it as Ohio State, Iowa as twos, and then Michigan and Illinois as ones. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You like to blame me for recency bias quite a bit. I don't have that. That said, I really like Illinois because they beat Michigan. And I think that Illinois is going to make some plays in the tournament.
0: Okay, so Illinois and Michigan feel like no brainers. Um, OSU and Iowa—it it feels like if something, unless something cataclysmic happens, um, they'll probably be there. I think. I mean, honestly, secretly, I feel like this could have been at this could have been at four and a half because you could make an outside case that Purdue is in the mix for top yeah, as and, well. And-
1: And that's what I'm thinking, is that, you know, kind of the SEC football type of situation, if Purdue and Ohio State have an ugly game, if if Iowa, you know, falls in their next game, does Iowa or Ohio State fall out of one of those number two seeds, then Mm -hmm. the under hits? Other than that, I'm going to take the over, and it's going to be the four of them.
0: You know, the the weirdly interesting thing to me here is, um, you know, I'm excited to see how this plays out. I think I'm most interested big picture uh, in this tournament with how um unstarstruck it is with coaches, right? Yep. Because obviously we had the news that um, Duke had, sarcastic air quotes, COVID, uh, a positive <laughs> COVID test, <laughs> which honestly, if I can advise, conspiracy knocks into the building for a second. Hey, come on in. Uh, what he thinks is that, Duke got on a run and was like, "Let's cash out now. Let's end on a good note." And, and it can always be like, "Well, maybe we would have made a run, but we did get the COVID, so we didn't get a chance to prove it." Instead of being like a very underwhelming season, that's that's conspiracy. doctor's to take that's not mine. That's his. That's his. As name. an
1: unbiased person, that definitely didn't lose seventy five dollars in one night to Duke. Oh wait, that was me. Uh, <laughs> what a crazy season by Duke—the ups and the downs—because they really were playing well after their best team member left.
0: Yes. And to recap, they started playing well the second we put money against them, right? That's correct. Okay, good. Got it. And then, you know, and they were playing really well. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, I think they're back in the tourney. It's like, I think when Coach K, when he like woke up for his nightly feeding on the blood of a virgin to keep himself young, I think he was like, you know what? The only other time we missed a tournament was when I had, sarcastic air quotes, back issues. I think it's a good time to whip out a good excuse so I'm not a 15 seed in the tournament. That's just that's just my hot take. But I was thinking like so Duke's not going to be there. Um uh Michigan State probably not going to be there. Uh coach Cal, Kentucky not going to be there. So I it was like I was thinking about uh, partially I was thinking is this time for, to start talking about a coach K con- uh, succession plan? But even more than that, do you think we're like we're at a moment where NCAA coaches are more important than ever? For the brand of college basketball, because the true stars in the game aren't really the individual players; it's the coaches. And because I'm wondering if the ratings are going to be down, because you know, Kate Cunningham—that's the only player I really know that I'm looking for. Other than that, it's just like I want to see: Does Jim Beheim scream at a reporter? Does Coach K scream at a reporter? Is Roy Williams folksy and cool? Is Tom Izzo going to scream at a reporter? Brought to you by Rocket Rocket Mortgage. You know, other than that, I just—I'm not aware of any any storylines.
1: Yeah, that, that's really interesting because I think that that's going to be battled by, you know, reasonable appointment television, but just the excitement of turning the games on and mm-hmm. watching some of it. And as as the weather, you know, heats up a little bit, but then if it takes a cold turn, might work out perfectly for the ratings and people are just home. And here goes an onslaught of games that yeah. you can just turn on and every other game every year seems to have a last second shot or something, you know, equally as exciting about it, so yeah, these these coaches and you know now we've got Michigan State being s- sponsored, which is just does not feel right at all. Yeah, um, it seem to be the storylines, and with a lot of these big coaches out of it, it it's it is going to be interesting what the narratives end up pointing to. Mm-hmm. Instead of not having star players, not having the big name coaches in it, it's going to be interesting about the coverage and, and some of the storylines that play throughout the tournament.
0: Yeah, I think you know. I think this uh, iteration of the tournament might be able to deflect it because we're also just star for live sports because of the pandemic. Right. That we're like, uh, it doesn't matter. I don't care that I don't know anybody. I'm watching and I'm gambling on this. But I think as you know, the uh, world moves more and more towards like identity politics and like identifying with people and ideas more than nuances. I think. I think NCAA basketball. They they need big coaching stars to define fan allegiance because the players just aren't there long enough. So you can't like develop that kind of um, affection towards them. So, you know, like even like here in Alabama, there's a, they have a really good coach, Nate Oates. He's a really good, interesting coach. And I really like him, but I'm just kind of conditioned to be like, meh, who cares? Like, whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, because there's just no institutional memory of Alabama being an interesting basketball team. So I don't know. I'm, I'm fascinated to see how this transpires because I just, man, it's, it's almost, it reminds me of um, almost like college basketball coaches are almost like Democrats in Congress because like all the crusty and ancient ones won't step aside and give up powerful positions to younger people, you know, like Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are like the coach K and Jim Beheim and Roy Williams and Tom Izzo, like of basketball, you know, when it's like, I can't, I can't really name a lot of young coaches, you know, like when I think of who's going to replace coach K, I think of, uh, his guys like that have always been on the sideline or like a Brad Stevens will go to Duke. I, otherwise, I have nobody else to suggest for that role.
1: Brad Stevens tie
0: you. Archie Miller looks like the guy in a movie who we find out watched his wife have sex with another man. You know what I mean?
1: Oh my gosh, what movie I, is this? I don't know. I like but, how uh, you went there. Like <laughs> you're like Florian Ulysses, the sleepover.
0: <laughs> Do you remember old school, like at the very beginning when the guy knocks on the door, he's like, I'm here for the gangbang. I feel like Archie Miller is the guy who answers that door and is like, dang it, again? Like, I'm just not impressed with Archie Miller is what I'm trying to say here. So uh, oh, let me pull up the next one. Um, do I want to go?
1: Let the listeners in right here for a second, okay? Because mm-hmm. this is this is the first time we have a topic that I don't know what the topic is.
0: Yeah. And you know, I, okay, I'll just, I'll I'll kick it straight out. What I wanted to do was throw at you, you know, obviously I, uh, my biggest fascination with gambling is certainly the sports angle, but I'm also, I have a leg in, in different areas. I have the leg in the sports angle, but I also have a leg in the pop culture area.
1: You love this entertainment gambling more than you love the sports gambling. And I think at some point you just have to admit
0: that. I, no, uh, it's not that I, I, I'll I'll say this. I'll explain it like this. We're in a season where this is not my expertise. I'm not helpful with NCAA basketball. With football, with college football, I think I'm very helpful, and I have a lot of good opinions. Here, I don't, so I have to really rely on you guys. So I feel a little guilty about that. But I do think an area of expertise I do have is stuff like, will Britney Spears be released from her conservatorship in 2021? No is minus 340. Yes is plus 220. Like, I've got opinions (laughs) there. You know what I mean? And I think – we're not you know you go to espn or you go to any number of these gambling sites it's all fixated on sports rightfully so because that's where the money's at but i i want to see a channel that is dealing with who will be kim kardashian's next boyfriend is it van jones plus 300 or is it ben affleck plus 10,000 um so what i wanted to throw at you was the grammys coming up this weekend right uh-huh. um and i wanted to i think i, I have we haven't talked about this but I have a sense that your grasp on the Grammys is about like my grasp on the Grammys, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna read you the category Song of the Year. Okay, there <laughs> are eight uh, nominees. Of the eight nominees, how many of these songs and people have you heard of? I- I'll set five and a half people, two and a half songs.
1: Listen, if if I have to listen to an hour of Smartless, uh huh. Or if I have to listen to an hour of music, I'm picking SmartList, the podcast, every day of the week.
0: What is SmartList, the podcast? Not a sponsor? What is this? Is this not a good place to do this? I don't know what you're. I don't know what the word you're saying. I, I just don't understand. what SmartList?
1: It's Jason Bateman, uh,
0: Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes. I honestly didn't know about this. Are you serious? Again, not a sponsor. Yet. Hey, did you they, see they, Jason Bateman in the Thunder Force trailer with yes, Melissa McCarthy? I did. When they sexualize Crab Hands, I'm all in. I know it's going to be a terrible movie. I'm in. I don't care. His just
1: kind of vibe at the end there in his face, I don't know if it's such a good actor or if he's literally being
0: himself in that moment. If someone said, um, you can lose your pinky fingernail for two years or Jason Bateman dies, would you lose the fingernail? And I'm not talking about like you lose it and it oh heals gosh. back. I'm saying you lose it and it's raw and it hurts for two oh, straight years.
1: Uh, yeah. I'll lose it
0: with the pain for two straight years. For more Bateman? Yeah, I would lose it. I would do it for four years. I don't care. Listen, do you know how much I love Jason Bateman? Probably not as much as I love Jason Bateman. Wrong. Do you watch The Outsider? I, I love him. Yes. I love you him did not so watch The Outsider. That I, That's such a lie. What are you talking I about? Know, I don't know
1: what that is. <laughs> Listen, I love him so much I know that he has a podcast and it's fantastic.
0: That, Do that you know true. that? I, we're, okay, we're even. We're trading blows here. I watched every episode of The Outsider, which he starred and directed in. Uh, it's a very good show, but it's, it's scary, it's so I know it's not your speed. That's okay. You know, different strokes, different folks, stuff like that. That show's called Ozark. That's a great show, too. That's a wonderful show, and I love it so much. There's I've maybe another been the show Lattus that champion. he wrote and directed? He's in everything right now. He's in so many things. I oh, swear, is The like, Outsider the HBO Max thing? Uh, it was an HBO original, but it's, not, it's on Max now. But, like, okay. I watched a Korean game show the other day, and at the end yes. it was, like, directed by Jason Bateman. I was like, what? <laughs> huh? What are you talking about? That's ridiculous. Listen,
1: <laughs> here's what they do. They bring on a guest, and then they basically ignore the guest for 75% <laughs> of the episode, and they just rip on each other. It Incredible. is It is the most enjoyment I have in my entire life other than doing this podcast with you.
0: Listen, thank you. Those are kind words. I listened to the Armchair uh, podcast with Dax Shepard where he interviewed Will Arnett. And they were very honest with each other, but it's very clear. And Dak Shepard literally said, like, I hated you and I still hate you because I feel like you're on my corner in a better way. And I I just really appreciate the honesty of it. it is really good. Um, Okay, so odds to win song of the year, people you recognize over or under five and a half and then songs that you've listened to and that you could identify over under two and a half.
1: I'm going to have to under on both.
0: Okay, unrun both. I'm gonna read them to you. Are you ready? Cardigan by Taylor Swift.
1: Yes, definitely. One and one. Don't start now, Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa, I don't know,
0: don't start now. Okay. Black Parade by Beyonce. I know Beyonce. Everything I wanted, Billy Eilish. I know Billie Eilish. Um Circles, Post Malone. I know Post Malone, love Post Malone. The Box, Roddy Rich, Rich with two C's. Rich with Rick? it's Rickch. Maybe it's Rickch. Maybe that's what it is. Honestly, I don't know this person. I never heard this person.
1: What's what is this segment called right now? And how much are we not going to uh, be a hit with the youths?
0: Listen, the youths love this. I can't breathe by her or H period E period R period. No, I don't know any of that. Uh, last one. If the world was ending, parentheses J P Sachs featuring Julia Michaels. Do you know what any of that means? <laughs> Which one was the artist? Um, J P Sachs featuring Julia Michaels. Nope. I know okay. one song and five artists. So you were on drum both. Very good. So you got that. Cardigan, great song. That's a good song. That's a sick song. That is the favorite. Minus one fifty. Minus one fifty. Take that. That's guaranteed money. And now um, we're going to bring in our very special guest, our very special friend. Our, we've we've talked about him uh, with bated breath, with uh, much deference. Um, uh, we're welcoming in Andre Three sex Andre, how are you tonight?
2: Cheers, boys uh long time listener first time caller uh you know excited to jump on with you guys
0: well we're honored uh to be in your presence so we'll we'll go quick we'll respect your time because i know it's a it's a happening night and it's a happening season uh in the gambling world um what we're gonna do we're gonna start with the mailbag segment we had we had uh, asked some questions last week um and we had some questions we didn't get to um so we're gonna start this is from k tobin 86 uh, and he asks 49ers win count with a healthy jimmy g uh jason uh give me that what number you feel good about giving the given the niners next year healthy all year i'll say 10 wins 10 wins with jimmy g okay andre how do you feel about that i would go probably
2: under mm-hmm. um i'm also worried that he may not be there next
0: year i like that and if he is there i think he's a fragile little i think he's got bird bones uh, so i'm gonna say yeah. like under six that's what i would say
2: yeah, they had their chance in the Super Bowl, and I, I don't see them getting back there.
0: Jason, care to comment? Your face, you, like you look pissed. Honestly, I, just I mean, to know, the question you look really matter. Right the now.
1: question was if he was healthy all year, and so now you two are saying that he gets injured, and we're playing with a different set of cards here.
0: Trick question. He can't be healthy because he's got a little baby doll hands. You know, I just I don't think he's going to be healthy. That's just what it is. Um, okay, next one. This is from Carly Hope, um, and she says. Uh, what is a unit? Okay. And she didn't, this wasn't like a, like a aggressive. Okay. She was like, Hey, I'm just trying to get in your world and understand what is a unit? Jason, do you want to define what a unit?
1: Yeah, is? this is directly at me, especially after a couple of episodes ago, you know, I tried to hold on to not actually talking about real dollars for as long as I could, but man, the math got a little confusing, even though it was a one to 10 ratio is all I had to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a unit is a measurement of how much you typically make on a bet. So for myself, a unit is $10. For Andre Three Stacks, there, there is a multiplier to get to what his <laughs> equivalent of a unit is from my $10. Yeah. So that's what a unit typically represents. Um, maybe in the real world, in the real gambling world, it's probably
0: $1,000 is a unit. Not here. Not what we're talking about.
1: No, but again, we are looking for candidates for that four-digit bet.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're welcoming uh, those people. Okay, last question in the Mailbag segment. Uh, this is from Kate Luke Mags. She says, how realistic is Russell Wilson to be traded to the Chicago Bears? Sincerely, a hopeless Bears fan who just wants a franchise quarterback in her lifetime that didn't procreate with someone from Laguna Beach. Um, I like that reference. Thank you, Kate Luke Maggs. Uh, Andre Three Sacks. how realistic is Russell Wilson going to the Chicago Bears?
2: News today, I would say potentially very likely. Uh, right. we, we saw some insider, potential insider information where uh, some odds were taken off the board for said Russell Wilson to be traded and a certain team, Chicago Bears, Super Bowl odds uh, increase. So if you're kind of reading the tea leaves, I think there's a, uh, a, ch- a very high likelihood that that could that could happen.
0: Now, explain that because, you know, I was uh, right before you came on, Jason and I were talking about Grammy odds and we're talking about uh, Best New Artist. And at one point, you know, I think um, Megan Thee Stallion is the favorite. And uh, uh, for uh, like 12 hours yesterday, you couldn't bet on it. It was taken off the board. What does that generally mean when a bet is taken off the board?
2: It's basically Vegas saying we know some information and we need to sort of recalibrate. They know that there's a number out there if they've got this insider information they want to not get beat up uh, on mm. bet so they're going to remove it from the board double check
1: triple check and then they're going to put another bet out
0: jason Russell Wilson, a Chicago bear. Yes. Yeah, no, about I, I don't it? know
1: if Russ. I don't know if Russell's going to the bears or not, but he, here's my thing. I think it's early March. I think Mitch had a great practice in early March and those odds just skyrocketed for the bears.
2: No, <laughs> he has less than a week potentially on the team. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's
0: due to
2: cut on the 17th.
0: <laughs> I love the chaotic energy of spin zone. Mitch Trubisky actually could be a pro bowler this year that you're bringing the table. Jason. Again,
1: a pro bowler again, for the record.
0: <laughs> again, you're right. You're uh, in the most watered-down sense of the word. Yeah, you know, I think before before this week, I would have been like, this is all just fanfare. But the fact that I was taken off the board, the fact that Wilson still is pushing the envelope of like, hey, like I, I'm not going to be that guy that's like, trade me, but I do want to be traded – that's weird, man. That's really weird. So, I think it's probably more likely than we would have thought uh, last
2: week. I just can't believe it's sort of come to this. I mean, I think Schottenheimer ruined him. I mean, he's ruined a lot of guys. So, I-
0: <laughs> if I would have played quarterback for uh, Brian Schottenheimer, I'd have been like, I don't care. I don't care if I have to go to CFL. I'm not doing this again. So, whatever you got to do, like, get me out of here. Okay, so that's that's mailbag. We answered some questions. We'll ask you again next week, and we'll get some of y'all's questions that we can talk about. Um, before we do bet update, uh, Andre, I know we kind of like just threw you into the fire. Would you give us some context behind your betting pedigree and your history? Because- I think it certainly
2: started as a teenager on the golf course. You're out there with your buddies. It's, hey, I bet you can't hit the green from here. Hey, I bet you can't hit it over the water. You know, you're playing for – Peanuts and Coca-Colas at the time. And I think Mm -hmm. that that sort of instills this mindset. Um, But I think the real sports gambling side of it started in college. Uh, We had a guy. uh, For us, the guy was a 65-year-old retired judge. Uh, He released released a sheet every week. On Wednesdays, if you owed, you paid. On Thursdays, if you were able to collect, you picked up. And you honestly dialed in a phone number. It rang once, and you left a voicemail. You're only associated by your user number. You placed your bet, and that's how – that's sort of how we hardened. That's it's incredible. All, is this for real right now? <laughs> this is for real. Yeah, absolutely.
0: But see, see, I think that's what—that's how you get into it because, like, I – you know, I started January 1st, and I, and I talked about this. I watched Jason almost get embarrassed by Alabama versus Notre Dame, and then realizing that even though they did get embarrassed, but he still won, I was like, well, I got to get in on this. This sounds super fun. I never had someone to normalize it in that way. So I had to kind of find my way into it. But I think it's a – what you're talking about is a very fun thing. And if you just have one authority figure who's like, hey, here's how we do it, that's a pretty interesting entree into the whole process.
1: It's not always fun, but it is. <laughs> also, um, can, I, can I step in on the authority figure and how yeah. <laughs> how you just normalized – yeah. Leaving a voicemail for a 65-year-old man and then maybe picking up money from him and maybe dropping off money from it to him? I was just yeah. waiting for Andre to say, and that was the 70s, and that's how we did it.
0: <laughs> when did it like become a thing where you're like, I'm actually really going to pay attention to this and like take it seriously and like put some not real, real money, but like really decent money on it?
2: Um, I mean, work has taken me to Vegas plenty of times. I think that's where you sort of, you know, you sort of are overcome sitting in a sports book. You've got 15 games going on at one time. You got guys cheering over here, guys, you know, ticked off over here. <laughs> and I think you so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where you sort of start seeing big dollars bet and lost and stuff like that. But I think that, you know, Tennessee has allowed us to legally bet, um, as a way
0: of tax income to the state. So we're, you know, when you lose, you're really just helping the state out. So it's, you're you just know. helping the taxpayers. And it's that's a, a judge.
1: Thing. It's a judge free state.
0: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, let's do bet that can suck a buff from last week. You know, normally we really get brutalized in this. And there was an aspect that we did, you know, take an L. But I do think instead of just like really lamenting our losses, I thought this would be a good situation to talk about. You know, the All Star game, the All Star weekend. It was weird. It was abbreviated. It was, you know, subverted. But I like that it was all together. I like that we had the skills. I like that we had the three point. Uh, I was okay with even the dunk. But being able to watch this and knowing that we won the skills because we took Demontis Sabonis plus six hundred, which was amazing. Which was so amazing. Even though I think he was uh, third best favorite, third high, third best odds to win, and we snuffed that out. Um, my fa- my personal favorite was betting on Steph Curry to win a three-point contest. He was plus 145, I think, um, so to have positive odds. And I think we even had an odds boost um, with that situation. Uh, what This was my first experience with betting on um, a near-immortal and just <laughs> being able to benefit from that. Jason, when you were watching that, how did you feel about knowing that last shot where it hinged on was is he going to make this or is it not? virtual with virtual certainty knowing that that shot was going in
1: uh it 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 did feel good but i got to tell you the racks leading up to it were a little suspect yeah and then just knowing what he needed to do on that last rack and the commentators were great not everybody loves reggie miller commentating but in those particular moments you know that's that's what he does (laughs) yeah (laughs) right uh but that's what reggie miller did so at least he's got Pretty vast experience in that particular situation, uh, and then Kenny the Jet as well. Um, but yeah, going to that last rack, I I wasn't even sweating. I was just like, this, this is this is the three point God right now, and he's gonna go ahead and close this for us. And it was literally on the last money ball, and it felt <laughs> Look, so good.
0: We had so uh, my middle daughter had a friend over, and her mom came to pick her up while I was watching the three point contest, and Not now when, Margaret. Listen, when he sang that, when he sang the last one, I screamed and I was, (laughs) I screamed so loud. And she said, she was like, it feels like you have money on this. And I was just like, no comment, uh, Kelly. Like, I'm not here to talk about that. Look, it's just, it's been a journey for me having money on Josh Allen and watching him ground ball receivers to watching (laughs) Steph Curry just hit three pointers. And I like that version better. It feels, it feels better.
2: I will say, yeah. But from Jump Street, you know, Knox, you had Steph picked you had him you said we're taking stuff this is free money we're taking yeah. stuff and I was like what about Zach Levine and, <laughs> Look, like, I
0: was, no. <laughs> I, and I was there with you too I was like Steph's great but Zach Levine I feel like a lot of people are talking about him I think he hit two out of 30 so you know <laughs> it gives and it takes away so uh, we, we enjoyed that but I, I think at the end of the day what I decided is um, I like betting on the immortals that's fun that's very fun to me i don't like betting on mitch trubisky i like med- betting on steph curry that's that's a, a better situation an over
2: under for you over under thir- 130 and a half three pointers attempted in the game
0: 100 percent over
2: uh, i'm gonna go with the under just to go on the other side of him 133 attempted three pointers
1: dang how many were hit
2: Fifty-eight,
1: forty-four oh percent. gosh, that is so many threes. Yeah, it was not the game for uh my boy Demontis
0: Sabonis. So like on a on a you know like in video games you have a progress bar you know like when you get to hundred percent like you get something. Where are we at on the progress bar of you buying a Demontis Sabonis jersey? Because I feel like we're at ninety-two, ninety-three percent. I think I might be more of a T-shirt jersey guy at this point because mm. what am I going to yeah. really
1: do with a, a jersey? But if yeah. you think
0: Demontis Sabonis is ever leaving Indiana, you're crazy. You are. I hope 100%. he doesn't. Indiana my- is the Serbia of the United States, so he'll never leave <laughs> Indiana. Okay, let's transition. Let's go weekend winners we, uh, bets that probably can't lose. Andre uh, three seconds, What do you got for us this weekend?
2: I am taking a conference champs parlay. Um, now that the conference champion. Uh, conference tournaments have started. The bet is Illinois winning the Big Ten. Yes. It is Oregon winning the Pac-12. It yes. is Arkansas winning the SEC. For those that can't take that right now, since these have already started, you could take the money lines of all three of those uh in each game, roll it over and keep it playing. And that could be a
0: way to hit that uh that money line parlay. I like that more than the futures. So you can go game to game on that. I think that's good.
1: My only challenge to you on that one was Arkansas versus Alabama, but you were pretty confident in Arkansas.
2: Yeah, so they've won eight in a row, eleven of the last twelve, and beat Alabama fairly recently. So I think that you just kind of take the hot hand. I think the same way you're getting two one, two two seeds and a one seed. Um, I think you know Arkansas just beat Alabama, who's the one seed. Illinois just beat Michigan, who's the one seed. So.
1: I think there's some value there.
0: Jason, You do you have a a, a weekend winner A bet that probably can't lose? Uh,
1: it's no longer Rory McElroy to <laughs> win the players, so I'm going to go with that. Uh, I think he <laughs> bounces back tomorrow, so yeah. Rory McElroy under in round two.
0: Okay, okay. I like it. I think that's good. Um, I've got... So, you know, we talked about Grammys a little bit earlier. So one of the bets I was keeping my eye on was uh, best new artist, uh, Megan Thee Stallion. She has been the favorite and she is the uh, presumptive favorite. Uh, She's at a minus number. Phoebe Bridgers, she was at plus 600. She was taken off the board. The whole category was taken off the board. Um, And now she's at plus 350. And I only know this because um, uh, I said uh, we did an episode of the podcast. I was like, who is Phoebe Bridgers? I don't understand who this person is. And she's the one on SNL. She tried to break her guitar and she did it like like a child did and she couldn't break it. And I was like, that was weird. But and then the Phoebe Bridgers hive came after me, and I was like, "Hey, watch out for Phoebe Bridgers; she's the greatest." So I, based on that logic, the very faulty logic, uh, I like her at plus three fifty to win uh, Best New Artist at the Grammys this weekend. Feel good. About is
1: that it. is that more of a play because you missed out on um, the Globes and uh, the oh, Gosh um, Queen's Gambit?
0: Um, you know, see, the Oscars are getting announced Monday morning, so that's when the real money is gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna jump in on that. I'm gonna okay. jump in on that, and when I say I'm gonna jump in on that, I mean I'm gonna have to go through someone else because allegedly I did look into a VPN situation where I could trick the internet into saying I lived in a a state that could gamble allegedly, and they sniffed that out. So I'm just kind of spiraling right now, guys. I'll be honest. I like to
1: I like to think that you paid for a VPN, but you didn't actually download it or turn it on or configure no, I did. It. It, it's like, on right hey, now. Here now, I paid for it. Am I good? Listen,
0: it's here. And technically I'm coming to you from Colorado, even though I'm not, but I am, but I'm paying for that privilege. And it's just uh bed you know, they want addresses and names on like deeds and stuff like that. And I just, I don't have that guys. So, uh, you know, you live, you learn to laugh and uh, we'll get there eventually. So, um, okay. That's it for this episode of the over underachievers instead of doing a big preamble and a big outro, what I wanted to do instead was we're going to finish up by uh, we're going to we're going to call this uh, cameo closest to the pin. I'm going to name a random celebrity, and I'm going to uh, uh, tell you guys. I want you to guess how much they're asking for a single cameo. Um, and so I've looked. I don't know. So I'm going to guess as well. So I'm going to guess, I'm going to look this up as we guess. Uh, I'm 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 going to say random celebrity. Poly Shore. Do you guys know Polly Shore? Are you are you aware of Polly Shore? Excuse me? Son-in-law? Yeah. Jury duty. Wait, he's in right. the juice in Encino Man? That's that's what I'm talking about? Encino Man, Biodome. That's right. That's right. So Polly Shore, how much is Poly Shore asking for a cameo Jason Waterfalls?
1: All right. I'm gonna go with 4997.
0: Forty nine ninety seven American dollars. Okay, <laughs> feels low, but I like where you're at. Uh Andre Three seconds. what about you? I'm gonna go to ninety-nine ninety nine. Okay. I had $125, $125 American dollars, and honestly, I thought I was a little rich. I was trying to guess high. Would you guys like to know how much he's charging? $325, $325 American dollars. Um, so I'll reluctantly take that win uh, this time around. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Andre 3 thanks for being here. Um, as always, if you want to follow along with us as we go on our gambling journey, go to overunderachievers.substack.com and subscribe to our list. All right, I'm Nox McCoy. You can follow all my hot takes on social media at Nox McCoy. I'm Jason
1: Waterfalls. Follow us on Twitter at OU Achievers. And I'm Andre 3 You can
2: find me at the pay window cashing these bets.
0: (laughs) All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.